Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. And we are back with Schitt's Creek season six. This is episode three. And it's our spoiler-filled recap. With me, as always, is Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Hey, just got in off my flight on Larry Air. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Larry Air. When they first said it, I was like, wait, what did they call – what did they say? (laughs) I I couldn't understand what – I didn't understand where we were going with that. Um, But then we got there, and we'll tell a little bit about what happened with that. Just as a reminder for anybody who uh, clicked on this on accident, (laughs) we are recapping the entire season six, which is the final season (laughs) of Schitt's Creek. Yeah, and uh, we're going to talk about each episode right after it airs, and – There will be spoilers because we are basically going to talk about what happened, what we liked, what we didn't like, some of our favorite quotes, that sort of thing. If that is not something you're interested in yet, if that is, uh, if you're not prepared to join in, I get it. Go ahead and pop on over to one of the other episodes that are out there. But if if you're here with us, if you're following the show just like we are and need to talk about it and need to like decompress each and every episode, then you are in the right place because that's what we're going to do, right? Yes, ma'am. Jamie, give me your 30-second recap of what happened on episode three. Okay, so we open up to uh, Alexis in a compromising position with Ted, um, which was quite funny. But then from there we go, I don't know if we're starting to see glimpses of what we're doing with Stevie next, but she is going ahead and going to a job fair for uh, Larry Ayer. And she has talked David into going with her. So that ensues after that. Alexis gets a turtle named Ted. (laughs) Yeah, which is completely random, but also very Alexis. So So Alexis. And one of the big plot points, we finally start to see some of the other gang back in town. And it looks like we are trying to move full speed ahead on buying that second motel to create an empire. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that was... Those are the big moments. Yeah, that that pretty much sums it up. Um, I will have to throw in one uh, caveat there, one one edit. You said that Stevie takes David along. Let's be honest here. (laughs) David kind of said, I'm going because I can get this job way over you. I'm way more qualified. Watch me go. And uh, that's not exactly what happened, David. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, and it, it, you know, to jump ahead, it kind of gave me one of my favorite lines was when we walk in and David is very, dressed very un-David. And uh, Stevie asked him if he is going for an interview as a job as a youth pastor. which the idea of david being a youth pastor is about the funniest thing i've ever heard (laughs) right right well it reminds me of which which season was it where he says uh the idea of me being somebody's life coach should terrify you yes (laughs) kind of along kind of along the same lines to be honest david but uh yeah well the funny part is too is that it comes and we've seen in the I guess the lead up to the show or whatever, we saw David wearing these clothes and a couple of us online were like, 
uh, is he wearing Patrick's clothes? I think he's, <laughs> I think he's borrowed clothes out of it because you know David does not own an Oxford button-down shirt, like right, probably Absolutely. never has, right, or a pair of pants that like are fitting. Yes, yes, right. <laughs> um, and then he does say something along the lines of, you know, it is my boyfriend's or my fiance's uh, outfit or whatever. So he, yes, he, we do, we do get that confirmed that he yes. is dressed a little bit like Patrick uh, in this episode, and it's it's to great effect. Um, it definitely, I mean, it, come on, Dan Levy wears anything gorgeously, oh but gosh. I have to admit that seeing David in this made me, I ca- had to keep doing a double take like what's going on here yes it, it threw me off a little bit it did yeah yeah off. okay so since we're already talking about Steve, uh, stevie and david they go off and they do this job interview where um david thinks he's nailing it right and left and he's not <laughs> <laughs> And um, Stevie is quietly just trying to figure out what she wants to do next is what it looks like. And what that appears to be is she's going to be a, a hostess or a stewardess or whatever. I think they call it a hostess in this case uh, yes. for this new for this airline, Larry Air. And all that we know about Larry Air, we know two things. There are no seat changes and nothing is complimentary. <laughs> Not in our corporate vocabulary. <laughs> uh, which was awesome 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 uh which i think also this scene gave us one of the best lines of the night uh do you want to do you want to say it you want me to say it you can go ahead <laughs> i love this taking the peanuts carol <laughs> david uh you know says he's leaked because he he basically gets told you didn't get the job and so he's like well i'm leaving then and i'm taking these complimentary pe- peanuts and she's like uh they're not complimentary and he <laughs> like bites back at her taking the peanuts carol and it was hilarious uh very very, very good little wrap-up of, of what's going on there um interesting still i'm still waiting to feel something about Stevie. I still just feel like her character's not being given a whole lot. I know this is part of her arc and this is obviously the movement forward that we're going in, but it doesn't seem like she's super cares that much about this job either. Yeah. Like she seems a little bit ambivalent, right? Yeah. And, and it felt to me like just kind of jumping onto the opposite end of the spectrum because, mm-hmm. you know, now she's stuck behind a desk all the time and then, you know, she's like, I want to go out and see everything in the whole world, you know, and it just didn't feel like it was, it was her. Yeah, it was, I don't know. It just, it's a, I, I know they're, they have to wrap up the season and we can't have, you know, 52 episodes of Shit's Creek season six, right? So <laughs> I'm sure there is some choices that had to be made. So I'm not, you know, but I, but like, like I mentioned one of the other things I've just never Stevie's character has been hard for me to completely get on board with. And thus far, I'm still just going, okay, so that's what's happening with Stevie. Like, I'm, I'm just not jumping up and down yet with excitement over this plot line. I'm hoping that changes. I'm hoping once she has this excitement of taking this this initial step and getting out there on her own that I will feel more about it. I don't know, but um, but that's where we are at this point. Meanwhile, meanwhile, let's talk about uh, Mr. Rose and Roland going to try to get the loan. 
They have yep. decided that they want to buy a, I, I, Mr. Roses has said he wants to be, become a chain, I guess. And he wanted to buy a, another motel. And so he goes to the bank trying to get a loan and they come back and basically tell him, nope, uh, because he doesn't have any assets. Yes. And, you know, like he said, how can you get any assets if you don't have a loan? And how can you get a loan if you don't have any assets? Yeah. So yeah. kind of quite, quite the quandary he's in. Yeah. And and you could see this, the disappointment and the uh, feeling of failure, you know, across his face, which uh, can we just take a moment and talk about Eugene Levy's face and how expressive he is and he tells so much just through his eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> um, like a whole, you know, all these emotions go across his face just by those eyebrows. He absolutely yes. knows how to work every bit of it, which obviously is what makes him such a great uh, actor, com- comedian. Um, just just loved it. But um, yeah, so this was that we had this disappointing situation happen, but it did set up. The next step, which was that they all decided as a group, um, the roses and the shits decided that maybe there's somebody in town that has some money that can be their loan, that they can get a loan through. And their eyes fall on Bob. Dressed head to toe in leather. In leather. He's like a biker dude, right? Uh, Moira has like a great line. What does she, what does she say to him? She says something about um, how does it feel being dressed head to toe in a in a god i wrote it down now i can't find it of course um head to toe in a holstein or as a holstein or something along those lines (laughs) basically pointing out that he's dressed in cow flesh uh uh, but uh yeah so as it as it turns out though this brilliant idea that they all had to try to get money off of bob has one big flaw to it Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Gwen has left him for the pastor. Gwen left Bob. Can y'all, who would have thought that that would have happened? And you know what? I guess we all should have known with that fancy, expensive yoga gear she's been wearing lately. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They pointed that out that she's, she's been, she's been doing some crazy things. And uh, yeah, what, what did, was it Twilight? No, it was it was Jocelyn. Um, it was Jocelyn when she says that she had the holy experience or something yes. along those lines. Yes. So yeah, sad sad to say, some hard times are now befallen to Bob, and Bob basically comes back and says, "Actually, I need a loan because they're coming after the house, and I don't know what to do." And uh, again, this scene all plays out at a dinner at the Shit's house, and uh Moira, what was with that wig? What was oh with the gosh. green wig? Look, she's had some crazy wigs, but this one is not it. This one, I could, I was probably the first one that I said, "Oh no, bad choice, y'all, bad, bad." Yuck. Like I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't like this one at all. It's green. Yeah, and at first I thought it was my, like you know the lighting or my eyes playing tricks on me, but no. No, no, that it's, was it's it's green. It's, that was a hot green mess. I didn't, yeah, it, I didn't love it. It was not not loving this one as much, uh, but anyway, that's when we discover and we find out this whole story about Bob and Gwen, and uh, so now that money is off the table. So they've struck out twice. They yes. still can't buy this other uh, other motel. Yes, and I would just like to say that I think I'm going to have to make some sloppy Jocelyn's for dinner tomorrow night. 
Yeah. You know, actually, that sounded really good when she said that. I was like, ooh, it's been a long time since I had a sloppy Joe, but I'll I'll now call them sloppy Jocelyn's. There you Uh, go. (laughs) So so as it turns out, you know, back at the motel, um, I think we get uh, we get Moira and Moira is basically saying she's trying to put a, a good face on this thing. And she says, look. Um, something good is coming. There has to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, something along those lines. And oh, good is coming. It has to. That's what Moira says. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, Moira, you're right. It's it's going to be okay. I like that she was being positive because you know it's so easy for Moira to go the opposite direction, <laughs> right? Just be a little bit dramatic. Um, something like that. Uh, so yeah, I, I have to say that I was impressed that she was still being positive and supportive, but of course she sees this as a means to the ends. Like she, she thinks that getting an extra motel and getting some more money coming in gets them out of Schitt's Creek faster. Well, so that's also her thing. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to point out that I don't know if you noticed, but when they were in the in the diner the you know the roses and the shits um when johnny came in to tell moira about you know bad news or whatever he said our plan is going to have a setback it might take another year or so to get where we want to be and i was Mm -hmm. like does that mean we want to be out or does that mean we want to be building our new empire Hmm. i don't know i couldn't i couldn't tell with them. I, I I kind of feel like Johnny has one opinion on that, but I think uh, Moira sees it as out, out, out. Like yep. she wants to be done. She wants to be gone. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so that happened with them. And how this finally wraps up is Moira and Johnny. Johnny gets a phone call that says that that um, motel that he thought of buying, it's been sold. Somebody bought it. It's done. It's he's lost that option. He's like, that's okay. I'll keep looking. I'll try to find something that's a little less expensive, maybe. And uh, you know, we'll we'll find something. We'll make this work. And that's when Roland and Jocelyn show up at the door with a bottle of champagne, saying they are their brand new business partners. Yes, they showed up with the Zampane. <laughs> the Zampane. And Moira, once again, with the best lines, if that's not a cause for champagne, then I don't know what is. Yeah. Basically, the idea of being a partners, business partners with the with the shit family, it was probably not very high on her list, I don't think. I would agree. I would agree, <laughs> but boy, did Johnny seem just overjoyed. He gave Roland just the biggest, heartiest hug Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think they I think they're I think I think they make a good they make a good team. I mean they're they're funny, but they they'll work it out. Uh so yeah, that's what we have going on there is we have now two yeah. motels. We have Stevie who's leaving, however, which is still odd. Uh we did not get any Patrick in this episode at all. Yeah, I missed him. Mm-hmm. I did too. And then at the very end Um, or to wrap the third kind of spoke in this wheel of conversation up, we had a whole situation with Ted and Alexis going on. And what I love about this is that it shows, it just shows how, how changed Alexis is between season one to season six. She's a completely different person. She is. She is. It was so adorable that she bought that turtle 
um, <laughs> to, to, because she had read that that brings couples together when they have a shared interest um, and then proceeds to lose it within like a day. <laughs> um, you know, it, scaring Twilight because she thinks she lost it in the, in the cafe, but not to worry. Ted the turtle shows his face in the closing seconds of the episode. So we all can sleep well tonight knowing Ted the turtle is safe and sound. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, Ted and Alexis apparently are celebrating their anniversary. And of course they're still apart and the Wi-Fi has been spotty in the Galapagos. And so they just haven't had a lot of time to connect. And uh, Alexis doesn't like that. You can tell that she's used to a lot of attention. And so having a relationship with some space between them is uh, weighing on her. And, you know, I have to give it to Twyla. They're giving Twyla just this very sage uh, moments where she comes in with these subtle suggestions and commentary on life that basically she puts she puts her at ease and tells her, yeah. look, Alexis, you know, this may be you – you might don't be surprised if you come out on the other side, you know, stronger than you were and uh, you're just going through a rough patch right now and, and that sort of thing. And so Twyla, Twyla came in with some, some, good, some good help there and then further helped by uh, partnering with Ted and they set up basically a FaceTime anniversary date there in the uh, cafe, which is really cute also. So it was very adorable. Very mm-hmm. adorable. And then she was peeking over Alexis's shoulder. <laughs> she was. She was. Just to show she's still Twyla. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, she's always gonna be, I think. Uh but yeah, so so we have some some positive um long distance situation going on with Alexis and Ted, but I think pretty overall it's gonna be okay. Um and then, you know, next week they set us up with we're gonna get to see the trailer. Um, oh my to, gosh it's in the movie tomorrow's movie and i can't wait i cannot wait to see that one um overall i liked this episode enough but i can't say it's been my favorite i think last week i liked a lot more um i laughed a lot more this one was more this one had a lot more feels to it though you know a yeah lot more um you know touchy feely kind of stuff happening um again though as much as i love watching stevie and david together I just, I'm, I'm struggling with Stevie. Like I just, I can't, I, I need, I don't know. I need them. I need something to happen there, I guess. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's, maybe it's, I want her and Mr. Rose. I feel like they're disconnected and I really liked them together. I liked their scenes together and their bonding together and how they work together. And like when he, you know, when he went into the hospital and she freaked out yeah. so much, and it was the sweetest thing. I really did like all of that. So it's not that I, don't like Stevie or I don't like, you know, the character just so far in this season, I want more and I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. I really, I feel like they, the puzzle pieces fit for them where she kind of needs that parental figure and he kind of enjoys being able to parent that Mm -hmm. he can't necessarily do with his own children because they're (laughs) off the rails, you know? So I think that's kind of what, why that dynamic works so well. Yeah, you know. yeah, it, and it does work. It does work. So uh, that's my hope for next week: is that 
if we're if if Stevie's uh, plot line is continuing along, I hope there's a little bit more of uh, Stevie and Johnny together because I do like them together. Even if they're saying goodbye or he's helping her move on, I can accept that. Um, but I just like them on, on on scene together. I just like them together. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Anything else? Any final final thoughts on this episode? No, I I kind of feel the same as you. I think, you know, it, it was good. Um, and I know that for the, like you said, to move this story and kind of close all the, all the boxes and everything, we need to have some, some glue, which isn't necessarily as bright and shiny as the, the bows and wrapping paper, but you know, I, it was a good episode and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next week. Oh, me too. Me too. All right. Well, we will be back next week with, uh, episode four of season six. We're going to watch we're going to talk and uh, we'll we'll put it all up here on the podcast for you guys. If you have any comments or you want to reach out with us and, and give your opinion on anything we said, you can find us both on Twitter. I'm at No Guilt Life and Jamie, spell yours out because I always spell it wrong. I spell your name wrong. Almost everyone does. It's, okay. <laughs> it's J-A-I-M-E-S-A-T-H-E-R. Jamie Sather. It's it's the I. That I, I want to put it somewhere else. Yep. Yep. That's what happens when you get a Minnesotan spelling. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, anyway, you guys can find us on Twitter. We are there and we're happy to talk about, you know, if, hey, if you think we got it wrong, if you think there's something else that we should have been saying, let us know because uh, we're, we're fangirling Shit's Creek this entire season. And I'm so excited we're doing this. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, thanks for fangirling with us and come back and fangirl with us again real soon. Bye. Bye.